to experience the most chilling terrors to ever fall upon a podcast. The ghosts are out, the devils are loose, and the dead have come home to walk among us. For tonight is the night! Prepare yourselves for the final chapter of the Chris and John Wayne Halloween Special. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I, of course, am... Are you talking to me, Sheriff? No, Roy, I'm not talking to you. I'm John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana, here on the greatest day when Roy stalks the earth and our dreams. Halloween, Christopher! Happy Halloween, everyone! And the day Roy will come redeem us all and take us to the great Roy in the sky. Oh, the land a, of Roy and the land of the living. It's right like now, a Zardoz head of, of Roy. Zardoz! <laughs> <laughs> the penis is evil. Dude. Dude, uh, sad, um, sad news to report up top. Beep, 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 beep. Bit of sad news. Saturday... Um, Saturday, bra- brace yourselves, everybody. Saturday, I uh, broke my pipe, the one I've had for uh, for a while. I know a lot of us have smoked out of it together. It had a good run. That pipe lasted longer than any pipe I've ever had. Um, so I let it go uh, and gave it, you know, the send off. But I got a new pipe, and I'm hold up for the camera. Check this shit out, Chris. Ooh, it's green. It's like a Sherlock Holmes style pipe, green, blue, nice, very cool. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't know if I like this new pipe, you know, because I miss my old pipe, but it's a good pipe, dude. Okay, good. Do you want to do like a montage of like photos with music of your old pipe? I'm glad you brought it up. Here we go. Um, (laughs) Now, this is where it suffers if you really if you're not watching the video. Okay, because this is going to last about 45 to 40 uh to an hour and a half minutes okay here we go right. here we go <laughs> this is just a picture of the stars because it's like I, that 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 represents the beginning to me you know it's the yes. start of things yeah because the pipe has been with us since the beginning of time it, it might as well have been dude you know mm-hmm. and uh so anyway anyway uh up with you dude uh well you know what i i think we should mention some actual uh, well, no disrespect to your pipe, but I think we should mention some sadder news. Uh, of course, you know, this will come out a few weeks after this happened, but I think we should say uh, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. Edward Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, yes. Rest in power for absolute sure. Uh, yeah. I, I made me, um, I'm going to go back like, because uh, I'm on a trip in two days, and mm-hmm. I have the, um, the biography that their road manager, Rob, I mentioned it briefly to you before, but it's their, their first manager wrote 
and uh, I had the audio. I had the audio book, and it's fucking amazing. Just so yeah. interesting. Those guys, like, god damn, he did a bunch of co- all of them. There were they, they did so much cocaine. Um, they had a dealer that would fly back from from L.A. to wherever they were in the country. They would fly him out just so they could get their like Peruvian flake or whatever the fuck. Uh, it was nuts. It's a it's a cool ass story if you're interested in in Van, Eddie Van Halen at all, and you're like, I don't really know where to start. That would be a good place to start because you get a lot of history, but. Uh, and it also, it, when I was listening to it, I was I went back and listened to albums again because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. got me listening back into some of those records. Uh, what yeah. about you? Have you been jamming any Van Halen this week? Any well, yeah, records? like the first two albums mainly. Um, you know, uh, of course, they got way better when Sammy Hagar came on board. No, Are you fucking? Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Of course I'm joking. Of course oh, I'm shit. Joking. I didn't know what the hell was happening there for a second. I thought... I was in bizarro, super bizarro world, man. You like yeah, that's pretty. Bizarre. Don't do that again. That really, you got way too close to. I thought it was real. You know, hey, have you been worse. taking those? I could have ass- said I could have said they were best when that guy from Extreme was their singer. Remember that? Yes, he was like their singer for one album or something. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they had this uh, music video that was on MTV where they were like in an ice cave or something. That's that was yeah. the one thing I remember from that that singer. Yeah. Um, being in the band, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was a dark time for music. Uh, but anyway, like- yes, uh, yes. Uh, the, the early records with, with Roth are definitely the best. Everyone knows that it's kind of like saying, uh, Leonard Skinner was better after the plane crash or something. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> children first. I was listening to that one a few times. Yeah. Um, which one is it? Diver down. Like, do you know that first bands to do payola? That was also I learned that in the band uh, in that book because I think it's fair warning. Uh, I actually don't know what payola is. Oh, payola is uh, back in the day. It's illegal now, but you know who the fuck knows. They, uh, you know, your A and R record person, manager, whatever from the record company goes to the radio station and says, "Here's uh, thirty thousand uh, dollars to play what? our uh, play the single every fucking fifteen minutes or whatever for the next X amount gotcha. of time." And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and by that, yeah, and, it, and they pump it out because they were a, a platinum selling band since their first record. And, right. the, and Fair Warning was going to come out and it wasn't going to be platinum. And so they were like, we can't release. We, we're a platinum selling band. We can't not have a platinum record. So they did that. And that's how they they squeaked, squeaked oh, wow. by with getting a yeah. platinum record from from that. So well, pretty, they, were all, they were also they were also fucking incredible in the heyday, too. Um, I remember um, I saw uh, Henry Rollins live in concert, um, like a spoken word. And he talked about when he was a teenager and he went to see um, Ted Nugent. Uh, and he was he was a big Ted Nugent fan. He was like, he was so excited to see him. And uh, this band that no one knew, because this was this, like the 70s, this band no one knew um, called Van Halen was the opening act. And he was like, the, the the crowd went insane. Like no one knew this band, and the crowd went fucking insane for Van Halen, and they totally outshot. Nugent. And Nugent was like all pissed off about it because they like totally outdid New- the Nuge, you know. Oh yeah, uh, they yeah, yeah. I um that's awesome. I've seen a few of those Henry Rollins talks. Nick and I have like gone to a few of them in Texas. That and that also happened, uh, you know, because that that album went platinum mid tour. So all of a sudden wow. they were blown because they were with Johnny Montrose and Journey on that oh, at the wow. beginning of that yeah. tour. And then I think yeah. they got they moved over to Nuge, you know, and they were blowing everybody out of the water. 
Yeah. Just and they yeah. and rightfully so. Well, they, they they were like like one of the best ways to describe that band is just energy. They were just pure energy. Like that like like David Lee Roth and Iggy Pop were like the most spasmatic frontmen of music history, you know? Yeah. But then you had, of course, you know, Eddie Van Halen, who is you know, one of the greatest guitar players in the history of rock, if not the greatest. He was mm-hmm. so innovative. And although I don't know I don't know how to play a guitar for shit, um, every guitar player I know, and I'm sure you'll reiterate this as a guitar player, uh, says that like he kind of like invented his own way of playing practically. So yeah, it was um, his that the tapping technique that he he used. He developed that and uh, specifically would, would I don't know what he was doing exactly, but that yeah, that was part of his technique. Like on eruption when it started, uh, and he was just so good. Uh, he was so excellent. You know, I I'm very fortunate. I count myself lucky because I got to see Van Halen perform on one of these random meet up like we're gonna play with David Lee Roth shows live. Right. Yeah, and, that's awesome, uh, yeah. and like his one is his son was playing bass for a little while. Yes. Yeah. Um, God, they treated that bass player like garbage. Jesus Christ, dude. They had him sign away his rights. Uh, his son? Um, no, no. The original bass player. Oh, I was going to say, Jesus. Why? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> like, no, what's his? I forget his name. That's why I for they yeah. God, they treated him like shit. Anyway, um, it was amazing. Dude, David Lee Roth. He's a he's a, he was old then, you know uh older now he's you know whatever that was 15 and probably almost 20 years ago or something but he did the fucking jump off the the drum and splits in the air no shit this is is also when he was like into a lot of like karate or something he was posting videos (laughs) where he was doing all these katas and shit like that so it was it was all that period he was tapping into his inner elvis there yeah just that level of crazy yeah yeah it was uh it was pretty pretty Uh, well that's cool so anyway just wanted to mention that um rest in peace eddie van halen gone too soon uh cancer sucks rip it up in heaven baby with everybody else Mm -hmm. we'll be be there soon hey i hear they got a hell of a band up there i see what you did there (laughs) i saw last night no from beyond Ooh, that movie is you so saw it for awesome. the first time for the first time because I've oh seen, my God, I've seen a, congratulations. I love know, that movie, dude. Reanimator. But yeah, I just put that on like last night. I was looking, you know, I'm like, what would Chris do? And I was trying to <laughs> tune in to your hone into your your vibes. Want, I was like, I was like, wanted, what would you Chris wanted, to, you wanted said, to Chris agree is what it was. <laughs> I wanted to Chris agree. But it was one of those things where I, I was like, I don't want to call him and ask him because then, you know, I'm going to figure it out for myself and make him proud of me. So uh, I was just going through, wow. movies, you know, and, and I, I am like, proud of you. Thank you. That movie. Uh, I, I will give that the Chris agree stamp of approval because I've seen reanimator, but that one really blew my doors off. God damn. Yeah. That was cool. It's uh, crazy. That movie, uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's a film by Stuart Gordon, who also directed reanimator. It's a adaptation of HP Lovecraft. Once again, stars Jeffrey mm-hmm. Combs, uh, and, uh, the, the gorgeous, uh, Barbara Crampton. Stunning. Uh, stunning. Uh, she's still stunning to this day. Um, but uh, no, it's a, it's an excellent adaptation. It's a great film. It's just crazy, gory fun. Uh, and like a real trippy movie, too. You know, like yeah. they're breaking into a parallel dimension and everything. I love that movie a lot. Um, and I remember it, was, it wasn't that long ago that I introduced uh, my buddy Greg. Shouts out Greg uh, to Shouts it. Out, now, he absolutely loves it. 
too. So if I could spread the word of From Beyond, I'm happy to do it. But by the way, I know you're not a Cage fan, but have you seen The Color Out of Space? No, but it's on there now. I mean, it's on Shutter to watch. So I, I really keep, I keep dancing around it. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I guess I Dude, it's it. It's like you, you had told me, you know, and I hate to recommend anyone do acid, but you had told me like last time with Blood <laughs> Machines, you were like, you should have told me to take acid. You should take acid and watch Color Out of Space, dude. <laughs> well, and also you don't need acid to do anything, people. No, uh, you, I you do. don't need I acid do. no. <laughs> for that to be a, a good movie. Uh, I can just, as, just watch it one night. I'll, I'll bite the bullet, you know. Dude, it's not a biting a bullet. It's a great movie. You know, it's Richard Stanley who's made great films in the past. This is his triumphant return. Um, and I'm just, uh, I, like, I was thunderstruck by the movie i was i mean i was already really excited because i love richard stanley i love lovecraft and i love nicholas cage so it was like how could this not work but shit like that hasn't worked before i mean yeah. look at the movie the mangler it's based on a stephen king story it's directed by toby hooper and it stars robert england and it's a steaming pile of shit yeah so you know there's no guarantees in this world but color out of space yeah look is... at mandy you know also. hey <laughs> no don't don't even say that uh but that's another episode. That's that's another episode where you're gonna eventually agree to Chris agree. Um, but uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Color of Space uh, I think is the most faithful adaptation of uh, Lovecraft's work that I've seen. Um, and, you know, with all love to From Beyond and Reanimator, those movies also go into like the black comedy uh, area. Whereas Color of Space, although there's a few laughs in it, it, it mostly just goes full out balls to the wall horror and i'm also a little bit biased not because not just because i love all those the director and the actor but also because that's one of my favorite stories um for, of lovecraft's i love that story and they yeah. kind of did it before with um with a movie called the curse with will wheaton have you ever seen that was it on sci-fi was it a sci-fi movie or something no nah, it's a it was a regular no? release movie from the 80s with will wheaton uh, from you know from stand by me that kid Somebody, um, I believe, uh, uh, my buddy, uh, other Chris, did tell me what this about this movie, and yeah. I just can't remember it. So, shouts out, Chris. Sorry, I, I know well, you told me about it. It too, it too was kind of a variation on the color out of space, um, and uh, even uh, even um, uh, Stephen King and George Romero kind of did an, a, a variation on it when they did the Lonesome Death of Jody Verrill, uh, a segment from the original Creep Show. Uh, yeah, which you know, but all of these things are are different from the story itself um so it's it's just it was just kind of cool uh to see the story done so well and so intensely uh, and and it just i i loved it i loved it so anyway just wanted to throw that out there i'm, I'm glad you watched uh from beyond though uh really glad yeah. to hear <laughs> i kind of want to watch it again tonight so maybe i will but i did read the color out of space recently too like a few weeks several weeks ago i just pulled a lovecraft collection out of, out of the shelf just read some stories and that was one of them um so i like the story so now we can see if i like the movie which i'm sure i will mm -hmm. maybe well it's also you know you have to remember it's a, a modern take on the story so it does vary but i think it's like the best it's like the one hp lovecraft adaptation i saw that was really like oh fuck like kind of like frightening you know oh. um whereas the other ones all had kind of a comedic element you know <laughs> so those special effects, though, and from beyond, I watched all the credits to look oh, at awesome. all the, yeah. the people who did it. Really, yeah. I really liked that movie a lot. 
Oh, hey. dude, I love it. Yeah, and love Fright it. Night. Those are two you could put together. Put me in a put me in a bed. Put them in there with me. Tuck yeah. us in. Kiss us on the head. Good night. And Fright Forever. Night, my yeah. favorite vampire film. Original yeah. Fright Night, Wes Southerd, not the remake. Yeah, original. Um, Sorry, dude. I know I I agree with him on Chopping Mall. It's a great great film, but I cannot agree with him on this. I cannot Chris agree with him on this Fright Night thing. I just well, won't. it's Can't. it's not it's not a Chris agree because I also agree with you on this one, not him. Fright Night is amazing. The sequel, I mean, not the sequel, the um, uh, remake. I have no use for the sequel. However, have you ever seen these the sequel? Because there is a sequel. Man, I don't know. If I have, I'd have to like start watching it and see if it's I really it's one of these like forgotten sequels that no one talks about. It's not like, you know, like Halloween two or something where like everyone is very aware of it. It's just like kind of like like I don't know, it's just kind of like whew, disappeared in in its own way. Even though it stars the same actors, uh or well, at least, you know, Charlie and Peter Vincent, you know, are back in it. Um it's not as good as the first one, not by a long shot, but it's weird to me that it's such a forgotten movie um, as compared to so many other horror franchises. But anyway, um, can I can I say one more movie that I watched? I wanted to see if you watched it. Mm. I'm going to say it anyway. Walking Tall or Walk Tall. Have you seen that? The original the, one? The original is Joe, Joe, Don Joe Don Baker. Baker. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> solid yeah yeah nick p showed it to me the other night when we were planning our trip to vegas um our True route story. to vegas uh yep so that's gonna happen in the future but it's already happened in the past if you've listened to this but <laughs> he was he kept going on and on about how fucking handsome joe don baker was and then he puts on this movie <laughs> and he's like you know look at him that's a that's a guy that's a fucking good looking man that he uh, your watch by him and all this shit Okay. And uh, <laughs> that movie was it was a cool ass movie, but so many times like they're in that club and it's the middle of the day and the club is like packed and everyone's yeah. just drinking and shit. We were laughing our asses off like yeah, what are yeah. they just at lunch? They just all go everyone in the town and goes gets hammered for an hour. Well, but, doesn't that take place in like Texas or something mm -hmm. or Kansas? It takes place in um, Florida, was it? Been. Arkansas. I don't know. At one point, well, there it was... takes place in the South. Yeah, and so yeah. yeah, like if you live in the South, there's nothing else to do but go get drunk. So I think it's very true to life, personally. Anyway, that's a cool movie, but it's <laughs> it's pretty violent. So uh, it's old school yeah. for sure. And they remade it with oh, The Rock. Yeah. I don't know if that's worth anything. I haven't it's seen not, it. It's not. It's not. I haven't seen it either. But it's it's not. Watch the original. Um, that's pretty much my rule on everything. Um, almost everything, uh, but but yeah, no, no, yeah, it's based on a true story. And oh, oh, sorry. is that the governor? <clears throat> is that the governor with my pardon? No, it's one of it's one of my bitches. No, I'm kidding. It's just some random call. Uh, anyway, it says random bitch on your on your caller ID. <laughs> it says random bitch. <laughs> Not that women are bitches. No, Just we're talking these particular about particular ones of mine are. <laughs> and this one is also this is a man who sells aluminum siding. So there you go. No, the, the bitch that <laughs> called you, the random bitch. There's oh, a man. Okay. It's, it's true. It's true. I'll tell you me. I'm like, I don't sell aluminum siding, but I am a bitch. Well, uh, sassy one for sure. A sassy one. All right. So now that we're done with our opening monologue, <laughs> uh, maybe we can get into the meat of the show. Um, I like when you say that. So, uh, do you want to get into our first segment? 
I think we should get into our first segment, the one that I, all the kids love. I, Chris, agree with you. I think we should get into it. Um, so, without further ado, is our first segment, which is Book of the Week! Books. Book of the week, man. Book of the week. What do we got this week? This week it's we switch off, you know, like we switch hands, like uh, sometimes just so we don't, our dicks don't get too crooked. Uh, So just like the the ridiculous reads, you know, we kind of like bounce it back and forth. You know, this is your week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding up a note to the camera. Hashtag Chris <laughs> agrees. Uh, because, as we all know, I'm always right, and John Wayne, you're always here. Thank you. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yes. So, book of the week. Hit me. Um, now, uh, as we've said before, we always try to focus our book of the week on, uh, you know, cult authors, indie authors who who need the promotion rather than be like, hey, guess what? Uh, Dean Koontz has a new book. Like, he doesn't need our help. You know, <clears throat> he needs help, but he doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't <laughs> need our help. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, we just want to say, like, you know, John Wayne and I both are indie cult authors as well. And so when we have a new book out, we want to tell you about it. Uh, So uh, when everyone will hear this, it it will be October 29th, which means a brand new Christopher Triana novel comes out in just two days. That's Uh right. Halloween on Halloween Day, a new novel called They All Died Screaming by Christopher Triana. By by Splatterpunk Award winning author Christopher Triana, by the way. Thank you. So Thank you very um, much. that that's awesome. That's fine. That's that's coming out because you, you know you t- we've talked about this a couple times, mm-hmm. and I know it's been in the works for a while, and it got it. You know, do, you pushed it back, right? Because uh, there was some. Well, you know, no, do you... not exactly. No, no. Just, I had other stuff coming out. Was the thing. And that's like, what it was. You know, uh, it was just yeah, gonna... like Gone to See the River Man was coming out through Cemetery Dance, and then like you know. Uh, it was like finally like going to be pushed back, and then had a paperback come out. It, I mean, it had a um, hardback come out through Thunderstorm, a paperback through uh, Grindhouse Press, and it was just like all separated, like a few months apart. So there was that, and uh, but it also like uh, uh, Bloodbound Books is putting out They All Died Screaming, and we were going to put out some other things, but we kind of decided to do this one first uh, because you know I the weird thing with this is it is sort of about a plague in a way. Um, uh, and then like I finished the rough draft in January of 2020. And then of course, COVID really came in America and the world in um, March or so. And yeah. so I, here I finished this thing and it was like, Oh fuck, you know, like I've got this book that's about a plague and now like there's an actual plague and are people even going to want to read a book like this is it, it like what are we going to do you know and so and i was thinking at the time i was like you know every horror writer is going to be inspired by this and, and write a plague book i don't know if that's necessarily the case now but that's what was my thought at the time mm-hmm. and so i talked 
work with uh, Mark at uh, Bloodbound Books. Shouts out. Shouts out, Mark. Uh, and it was just like, we, you know, what do you think? Should we do this? And he's like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get it out as soon as possible. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll do it that way. And, you know, we've talked about it since because so many things have been in flux with uh, this whole uh, COVID-19 thing. And it's just been such a crazy year and everything. But we're, we're, we're still we're putting it out uh, because it's not like COVID. It's not like your normal plague in this book. Uh, it's not like, you know, it's passed along virally or anything and people like get sick and can't breathe or, or have like a basic, uh, problem like that. Mm. Uh, the, the, the plague is, is that once you, once you get this, uh, disease and it may not even be a disease, it might not even be a plague. It might be just a neurological phenomenon, but what happens is people just suddenly start screaming and then they cannot stop. They just scream and scream and scream. They can't eat. They can't sleep. They just slowly go more insane until they eventually kill themselves, uh, or you know, or become just violent maniacs. So yeah, I, I remember. I think the first time you were telling me about this premise was behind the table at at the convention in Charlotte, I believe, or or something. One of the tables we were talking like about it. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like when you told me that part, like they just can't stop screaming. They just keep screaming i sat i remember just thinking about that for a moment and being like oh shit dude so i'm like so what about no but what if you no can't stop (laughs) how about no you gotta keep screaming like that was i was like god damn that would suck yeah it's horrible right uh, run out in front of a cement truck or something you know yeah yeah that's what most people do because they can't they can't stop they can't sleep nothing and and when you can't sleep you eventually die yeah it takes a while but um like that's how important sleep is and if you're fucking screaming your lungs out you can't sleep um so anyway i want to real quick read a synopsis uh this is kind of the back of the book uh of they all died screaming so i'm gonna read that real fast do it it's called the scream once you get it you simply cannot stop screaming so you can't eat or sleep you slowly go more insane until you can't stand to be alive a second longer When the scream hits Chuck City, it creates more than a few inconveniences for him. He's a chronically unemployed man, and all he wants to do is get drunk and hang out with his neighbor, his neighbor, Leslie, the loud-mouthed alcoholic everyone hates. But when the scream runs rampant at their local bar, they're forced to journey through a city in chaos. Joined by a bitter bartender, a dockside prostitute, a conspiracy theorist, and a homeless man, this group of misfits is thrown together for the apocalypse. Is the scream a virus, a neurological phenomenon, a biological weapon? But there's another story here. When a boy is kidnapped at a shopping mall, a strange man wants to help <clears throat> wants his help raising veal and brings him to a rural pig farm. But he's not making meat out of cattle or swine. He has another source for the best veal in the country. As the boy grows to identify with his captor, the man's flesh begins to rot, and the boy must take on extra work around the farm, including going out on his first hunt. That sounds awesome, dude. <coughs> Thank you. Thank and you. Bloodbound Books comes out on Halloween. Yep. Two days. Two days from the release of this podcast. It comes out Saturday, October 31st. So you can jump on right now and pre-order it. Uh, nice. It's available on Amazon and all other places. They all died screaming. By Christopher Triana myself. 
Hell yeah, dude. Um, you're cranking them out for sure. But this is uh, this is what we do. And when uh, and also when uh, just to say when you have a podcast, you can talk about your own books all you want. This is our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, no. Do what uh, I want. Yeah. But anyway, that's awesome, dude. Um, congratulations. I look forward to reading that uh, as well. Thank you. Um, I did want to remember to plug. We talked about this on the last episode, but the uh, brutality anthology from Evil Cookie Press uh, came out this past week in our time. So uh, check that out. It's available now. It's got fucking badass, you know, it's stories in there from, uh, you know, Ed Lee, Robert Essig, uh, you know, people way better than me. Um, it's uh, K Trap Jones put it together. And, uh, and and I have a story in there as well. And it's it's and I'm just joking. It's a fun story. So check it out. And uh, and if you're and to all my French listeners out there. Ooh, la la. Je m'appelle Jean-Wayne. Ça va? Oui, ça va. J'attends. That's all I know. Um, uh, wait, but, wait, désolé. Je ne parle pas français. Parlez uh, uh, anglais. Baguette. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the the French translation uh, of my book, as seen on TV, comes out uh, November twentieth. It was announced, and it's pre-ordered right now. Uh, for for <clears throat> oh Jesus Christ, I almost went for. I was speaking about French, and frog got in my throat. Um, <laughs> No, you're but, not gonna uh, have any more French books now. Like you're just nah, like dude, insulting on. the French. <laughs> I love the French. This guy, John John Yves Cote, he he translated this one too. He's a bad motherfucker. I like him. And this one's cool. The cover looks badass. Uh, and and it's uh, I don't know, if you're in French, uh, or if you're in Canada, you know, and you speak Canada. French, check it out. The country of Canada. Yeah. Canada. I know. Jesus. <laughs> Happy Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, or was yesterday. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got for uh, Book of the Week. Um, so if anybody, uh, if anybody uh, wants to get a good, scary book, please check out Brutality. And they all died screaming. Yeah, uh, out in uh, brutality's out now. They all died screaming, be out in two days. So pre order it now, please. We appreciate your support. Do it. Is the paperback Ooh. available for pre order or is it just, yeah, a, yeah, no, it's it paperback. Oh, okay, cool. ebook. Yeah, yeah, awesome, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and uh, you can check out the awesome artwork. Uh, maybe we'll throw that into the video. Uh, we'll throw a picture of it up. Let me uh, see. I'm, I'm on it. No, yeah, yeah I, I can send it to you. It's fine. Um, processing. Measuring. Enhance. Enhance. Sorry, sorry. I'm just uh, putting my dick pic in the hair for about to send you. Enhance. Oh, enhance. great, great. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely enhance. Won't be able to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. So now that that's done, I think we can move on to our next segment. We can speed this thing along. I think so. I think so, too. Uh, so we're going to bring this to our next segment, which is super popular. The Corey Hotline is smoking uh, with this one. Oh, also, sorry, dude, I have bad news. Um, you know how the um, the Garfield phone melted last week? Yes. And you said, whatever you do, do not replace it with my Sports Illustrated football phone that's still in the package. Oh, my God. And uh, And I said, don't worry about it. I won't. 
Oh, <sighs> sorry, dude. It's it's done. It you know, but it put up a good fight. You know, I'm sorry. You're dead to me. <laughs> oh man, that thing anyway. was signed by Refrigerator Perry. Oh, shit. But he like he dipped his big jelly roll fat in ink and just like plopped it onto uh the phone because he was he's <laughs> have you ever like i actually saw this guy in person um mm-hmm. in north carolina he lives there and he like he was in like a hover around like thing he's like he's that huge he's, he's a yeah big, yeah well don't uh, you know let's all remember he was on gi joe for a time i don't think he was on the show but he did have an action figure he did, and they worked his character in there, you know. Did they? I can't remember if he was on I or so. But I had an action figure. Yeah, he might have done like a guest appearance or something on the stupid fucking show. I actually bought that action figure. I had it too. I mean, well, I had the figure when I was a kid, uh, but then I also I bought it a few years ago because uh, Greg, who I mentioned earlier, shouts out Greg. Shouts uh, out. He's he's uh, from Illinois and he's a big uh, Chicago. Go Chicago White Sox. He's a big uh, Bears fan, uh, and so I, I managed to find an old, you know, uh, an old one of those old figures of Refrigerator Perry, the GI Joe toy, and bought it for him for Christmas or his birthday or some fucking thing. Because uh, I'm a good <laughs> some friend. fucking thing. I don't you remember when friend. I got you it for him, but friend. I got it for him. But I, then you're like, I don't know. You like it might have not even been any event. It might have been just something I saw it and bought it because that's what I do. I yeah. like I like buying gifts for my my friends. You're a good Randomly. man, Charlie Brown. I'm all right. Uh, I'm all right. It's all relative. You all right, man. Yeah. All right. So now, uh, to get back to the segment, um, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is a little segment that the Corey Hotline has been sweating uh, over. Uh, it's a it's a, a segment that you and I have both been enjoying enjoying very very much and mm-hmm. it's a little segment called ridiculous Reads. oh my stars and bars oh uh i cannot wait i'm turning to see away. what we have here let me i'm go i'm i'm trying to uh I uh, see you with my uh, eyes, my dear boy. Um, oh, oh, that's why. This is over you. Okay, cool. Yo, when um, you're trying to see, it's best to use your eyes. You got it, man. So, Ridiculous Reads. This has been a favorite segment of mine, and I, we've all had a good time oh, totally. pro- procuring uh, uh, gems for this. Indubitably. Yes. Um, so... I've got a I've got a really really good one this week I believe, um, and and I and I and I picked this one not just because it's a ridiculous read but also because I knew it would be very true to your heart. Uh, oh my goodness. When I got when I got this one, I thought of you immediately, and obviously I did, uh, because it so mirrors you. And everything that you're about, everything you stand for, everything that you have grown to be. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, without further ado, this is a book by Jordan Horowitz. And it's a little book called Richie Rich. (laughs) Piece of shit, motherfucker. (laughs) 
Richie Rich. Richie motherfucking Rich. A novelization right. based on a screenplay. Uh, I forgot that this they made a movie of Richie Rich. Uh, I starring Mac- too, until you, uh, you held up that book. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, they did a movie. <laughs> starring Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I managed to find the novelization of this fucking movie, which also serves as a, um, a biography of John Wayne Communale because he was so rich as a child, as opposed to me who grew up working the coal mines and picking cotton and um, digging graves and, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, apparently this, this movie stars Macaulay Culkin. I don't know who else it stars. Let me see here. It's uh, John Larroquette. Uh, oh. of, of Night Court. Very uh, good. Edward Herman, Christine. Uh, there's just no one. It stars no one. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a, a movie based on the Richie Rich comic books. Uh, and by that, I mean it's based on the life of John Wayne. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to read from this. But I want you to know what I did is I, I went through and highlighted certain parts because uh, I, I really think there's no way to start with this other than the first chapter because I haven't seen the movie and I'm sure as fuck not going to sit and read this entire book uh, on my own time and pick out the best part. So the first chapter is also also really captures what I wanted to capture anyway. Um, so uh, I've got the parts highlighted. So there's little things that I'm going to because I want to read the first the whole first chapter, but I don't want to do this forever. So there's little things that I'm going to skip and I'll just summarize and get to the okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. The novelization of Richie fucking Rich by Jordan Horowitz. <laughs> uh, Richie, aka John Wayne, pulled at the collar of his white button-down shirt. He was dressed in his usual custom-tailored three-piece suit, but today he felt uncomfortable. His dad had been called out of town on business. That meant Richie, John Wayne, had to stand in for him at the presentation. Normally, that, that was no problem for Richie. He had been taught since birth that he was special, that he was different from the other kids. Being the son of a billionaire carried with it certain privileges, but it also carried certain responsibilities. Among them, making appearance and the press. But when the helicopter first approached the factory, Richie, John Wayne, glimpsed a group of kids from across the lawn. Richie knew they were probably the children of the factory workers. They had started up a game of softball. Despite their inexpensive blue jeans and worn sneakers, the kids looked like they were having fun. (laughs) Suddenly, Richie wished he didn't have to act so grown up all the time. He wished he could be a normal kid. Richie Rich was 12 years old, but today he felt like 30. (laughs) Then Richie looked to either side of him. He had been sandwiched between two men since the trip began. What? What kind of book is this? John Wayne usually is. (laughs) No, he's sandwiched between these two guys on a helicopter. Gotcha. As you are, you know, yeah, um, yeah. just a trip again. He knew the routine. He would have to wait for their signal before he could leave the helicopter. The first man was Ferguson, the head security guard. Ferguson was a huge brawny man dressed in a dark suit and sunglasses. 
He looked like a member of the Secret Service. Richie looked to his left at the other man. This was Richie's personal valet, Herbert Arthur Runcible Cadbury. Richie, John Wayne, liked Cadbury very much. In fact, Cadbury was the closest thing Richie had to a real friend, despite the vast differences in ages. And now it gets to this thing where, like, Richie gets off the helicopter and he has to, like, give a speech to all the factory workers that, you know, the factory's dad owns. Uh, and there's this, like, woman he, there. Um, is he, like, isn't he, like, 12 and he's giving a speech to the factory workers? He's 12. Yes, he is. Why, because... why? Is he inspiring to them or something? Like, no, what's that all about? His dad's out of town and his dad is, like, you know, he's rich. So he, the factory workers apparently don't mean much to him. So he lets Richie go do the talk. Uh, anyway, there's this woman there. Uh, and so I'm going to read from there. Diane Kolsnich stepped forward and shook Richie's hand. What the fuck? Kolsnich? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is this Kolsniski? Kolsnich? I don't know. Kolsnich uh, stepped forward and shook Richie's hand. She was an attractive woman in her middle 30s who wore bright colors and a set of big, flashy tits. I'm sorry. Big, <laughs> flashy bracelets that rattled when she moved her arms. Now, that's, that's probably... <laughs> You know, read between the lines on that it's, one. That's yeah, that's why I said. I mean, I, yeah, I think it means tits. We're so glad you could come. See, we're so <laughs> glad you could come. Diana said to the little billionaire. Me too. Big thrill, replied Richie John Wayne without ensu- without enthusiasm. This is anyway. This is Cadbury. Cadbury stepped forward. Now remember, this is his valet, Master Richie's personal valet. He explained. A valet, huh? asked Diane. I, I've never met one of your type. Diane held out her hand and offered Cadbury a shake. Cadbury refused to shake hands. Well, that does not surprise me, madam, he said, bowing stiffly. Cadbury was a bit of a snob. And it, it actually says that in the book, just so you know. Damn. Skipping ahead a little more. Uh, as the crowd applauded... A little seven-year-old girl stepped forward and presented Richie with a set of gold-plated socket wrenches on a satin pillow. What? <laughs> on behalf of my dad, on behalf of my dad, said Richie John Wayne, as he took the satin pillow, thanks for the wrenches. I know my dad loves socket wrenches. I know I love socket wrenches. And if my mom ever knew what a socket wrench was... I'm Whoa. sure she'd love them too. What the fuck <laughs> kind of book is this? I know, this right? is real kind of. This is verging into some weird territory it's, here, dude. It's a like every book, yes, it is. Socket wrench, your mom. I mean, what is there, there's an edible edip- <laughs> thing going on here? I'm not. Apparently, according to um, Jordan Horowitz and Richie Rich John Wayne, women don't know what socket wrenches are. Uh, so anyway, to continue. And if my mom ever knew what a socket wrench was, I'm sure she'd love them too. I'd like to stay, but I gotta go do my homework. It's been real. And I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit more. You know, blah 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 blah. Uh, he like says goodbye to the people, and he goes back into the helicopter. Once inside the helicopter, Richie continued to look toward the kids playing ball. I wonder what it's like, Cadbury. He began longingly. To be like them. Cadbury said nothing. Instead, he thought back over the years to that cold and frosty November day when John Wayne, or Richie, was born. 
From that moment on, Cadbury, being the rich family butler, became Richie's personal valet. Over the years, he watched John Wayne grow into a handsome, intelligent young man who soon became used to nothing. It's true. It's true. Uh, Who soon became used to nothing but the best. He remembered Richie John Wayne as a newborn infant laying in his 24-carat gold crib. (laughs) Hanging over the crib was a mobile of animals made out of international currency. You know, that's a real fuck you to like countries like that need money. Like, ah, we, I just use your stupid colorful yeah. plastic money for my kids mobile. Yeah. I turned it into fucking birds and shit. I cut it up. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. At five years old, Richie John Wayne was driving his kitty car in and out of the 250 rooms of Communale Mansion. The car was made by Mercedes, of course. And it was loaded with every luxury known to a five-year-old. Then at 10, Richie John Wayne was able to practice baseball with Reggie Jackson as his personal coach. Oh, man, but they kind of dates him, huh? <laughs> yeah, it kind of dates the case. This is from, what's it, 1994. Yeah. Uh, but now Cadbury sensed that Richie, at 12, much as John Wayne is now, uh, seemed sadder than he ever had been before. It was as if the boy knew that there was something missing in his life, something money could not buy. Cadbury was deep in thought as the helicopter approached the front lawn of rich Communale Manor. And I'll close there for now. Wow. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, that really brought back, I want to say you should have given me a little trigger warning before we read that. Uh, (laughs) Teared you up a little, the memories? A little bit. I want to read something um, in regards to that, if I could. Um, this is about the movie, uh, Richie Rich, from which you just read the novelization. Uh, the movie received a 24% rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 21 reviews. With the, site, with, the site's, <laughs> with the site's critical consensus reading, with Macaulay Culkin barely registering any emotion, Richie Rich feels disjointed and free of a sense of fun and wonderment. Robert Ebert gave the film three out of four stars, saying he was surprised how much he enjoyed it. And though it was not the greatest movie, he liked that it had style and did not go for cheap payoffs. Just like Which, you. Exactly. <laughs> fucking Richie Rich earned uh, and, and Ebert did give me three out of four. Uh, Richie, Rich, Richie Rich earned a Razzie, Razzie Award nomination for Macaulay Culkin as worst actor for his performance in the movie. Um, but lost the award to Kevin Costner for Wyatt Earp. The film earned $38 million. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. How film... does that guy keep getting work, dude? Kevin Costner. No, no, dude. Right. Uh, anyway, the film, I, I like this. I, I found this is interesting. The film earned $38 million at the North American box office on a $40 million budget. However, it was a home video success with $125 million in VHS rentals and yeah. $44.2 million in retail sales with the studio receiving 75 percent of all of that well i mean so. this was 1994 this is when like the vi- the video store boom was absolutely exploding people went to the video store every every day and then friday saturday night and i know this from having worked in a video store at the right. time like like people like that was a, that was a, a fucking friday night event like people would go to the video store and they would get any goddamn thing anything 
that was yeah new. i mean yeah. i remember when i was a, a child and cadbury would 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 uh pull the limo around and take us all to the to the local blockbuster <laughs> and uh he would say walk amongst them walk amongst the other children yeah. and pretend that pretend that you're not able to get everything and then and then just check everything out at the you know mm-hmm. it was a little thing we did and i got yeah, yeah. I, so i think yeah. we bought a few copies of that just i, I remember i remember you coming in to the mm-hmm. store when I was working there, shoveling coal into the furnace so there'd be heat in the blockbuster. And we appreciated uh, that. <laughs> and it kept the VCRs playing. You know, it was generating it power. It, well, no, no, no. Like, it was shoveling the coal uh, kept the place warm. To keep the power going, I ran on a hamster wheel. <clears throat> yeah, while you were doing it. Water. Well, yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Being I, whipped I, I, by, by Jonathan Blockbuster, the guy who owned the company. <laughs> And what a handsome man he was, right? Oh, you know, and yeah. I appreciate that effort, dude. Like all that working out was paying off at the time. You were buff, ripped. You had the Arnold plan going, and uh, I I remember I went in there, and and in front of that hamster wheel, they had this po- poster of uh, Stallone uh, in Cobra, and it was just like you were looking at it, just chasing after it, and that kept you going, yeah. shoveling, yeah. and fucking, uh, it was great. Yes, you're, it was you're, good. You're good awesome. Times. Good yeah. times. Good times. <clears throat> So that's that's this week's ridiculous read. I hope you enjoyed time. it. Uh, I've been saving this one. I like. I was so excited to, to do this one to just throw yeah, it at you, Rich. <laughs> Richie, fucking rich. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. It is fun yeah. though. Thank. And, and again, it was, and the best part is, it was one of those things where I wasn't even really. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of was. I was like, it kind of. I was like, what? It's like maybe like a you know look for like some kids movies or something, uh, and uh, Richie Rich popped up and I was like motherfucker I gotta get this because you know those of you who listen to more than one show you know how I rip on John Wayne for having grown up rich where I was so poor. So you were looking for you were searching for children's movies. What's your Google search history look like there, bud? Well, I mean, I can only watch Cuties on Netflix so many times. <laughs> They, they actually but they actually cut you off yeah, like, like, like you keep it like, in play no, good. Yeah, yeah. no no danger danger <laughs> i haven't actually watched that movie plays. but after like reading about like the controversy i i watched um some video podcasts where they were talking about it and they showed clips of it oh my god oh my god <laughs> like it was kind of mortifying <laughs> You know, it's like, for those who may not know, if you've been living on a rock, you haven't heard about this controversy. Cutie, Cuties is a French film uh, that uh, is about a, a group of 11-year-old girls who, who join a dance uh, troupe. Uh, but they, like, one of them is like, I know how we can, uh, like, be a cut above the rest. And she introduces the rest of them to, like, twerking and very sexual dance moves. Uh, and, 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 you know fine like if that's the story but the way it's directed is it's directed like a a a fucking like like the movie showgirls or something it's like like these close-ups on these 11 a girl 11 year old girls like butts and pussies and like them like thrusting against the floor and like fuck i'm not kidding dude like 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 they're thrusting against the floor and like they got their fingers in their mouths and like and these scenes go on forever they're like two three minutes long which is a long time to watch 11 year old girls like shake their pelvises and like (laughs) like why is this allowed that's crazy dude that's did they did they take that movie down or is it still up 
No, it's still up. It's There's still just up? been this big controversy, but they stand by it and everything. Um, and I guess the girls learn a lesson and everything like that. Like I said, like the story is is fine. It's like okay, these eleven year old girls think that they'll get ahead because the sexualization of women uh, in popular culture is a thing, and so they they get this wrong message that that's the way they should act if they want to be a dance troupe. That's fine. But the way it's done, the way it's mm. directed, these long scenes, cl- uh, close-ups of these girls twerking and, like, humping the floor and all these very sexual uh, dances that these 11-year-old girls do. <laughs> it, it, have you seen that episode of Always Sunny by uh, Frank's Little Beauties? Where yes. Frank <laughs> puts, that reminds me of that. And he's like, nobody's touching kids, no kids. I'm going over here to my side of the dressing room, uh, not touching any kids. And he's just like dressed like a, the mortician put his makeup on so he looks yeah. like a corpse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I, mean, I like some people have argued that, you know, it's, it's a not American film and that, you know, it's a cultural thing that European culture, French culture is different, whatever. Uh, but I don't know about all that. Uh, I've been to France and I didn't see any 11 year old, 11 year old girls, uh, twerking and humping. Uh, uh, and I think if they were, uh, the adults would have had a problem with it. So. And there'll be none of that in any of the French versions of my novels that are translated. Nothing like that. Just uh, a good old fashioned horror storytelling, rich, rich in character and, and spirit. Richie rich. Richie Rich. <laughs> Richie Rich in character. Richie Rich in character. <laughs> Richie Rich at heart. Yeah. I mean the the, the movie was based on your life. I mean yeah, this right. is, it sure was. This is this is clear. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They changed hey, a couple hey. details. I mean, you know. Hey, if you're gonna rip on poor Wes every episode, I'm gonna rip on you. Every How episode. am I ripping on Wes? You know, it's just always these, what are you these talking mean about? jokes. These these mean jokes. I don't make mean jokes. You leave you leave West Southern alone. What the fuck <laughs> is happening here? Are you having some kind of a stroke? Is there toast burning? <laughs> Why are you what are you doing? You're holding up like pictures of chopping mall. Did you photoshopped Wes's face on all of the robots? What is that? Robots. They're the <laughs> what's, West spots. They're the West spots now. Oh god. All right. Uh, that joke is so old it could vote. So let's move on <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to to the first and only real topic uh, right. because this is part four of our Halloween special, uh, and so we need to get to talking about that. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further goddamned ado. Mm. We bring you our first and only topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Halloween. Let's get into Halloween. Okay. Uh, and, and the differences uh, between last year and this year. Uh, shall we start uh, with you uh, You're telling me maybe what you did last year as opposed uh, to what you're going to do this year? And, well, actually... Don't, because I want to say something real fast. I want to kind okay. of lead into that. Um, sure. As as we were saying, you know, COVID has affected Halloween, um, just like it's affected everything. Uh, and I've been, you know, talking to the whole three people that I see on a regular basis uh, about uh, what plans are. You know, like, 
I'm going to physical therapy right now, for example, for my mm-hmm. shoulder surgery. And uh, talking to my physical therapist, you know, she has two young children uh, that are nine and seven, I think. Doesn't yeah. matter. But they're kids. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I was asking her, I was like, well, so what? what the hell are they even doing, you know, like with trick or treating or, you know, you can't really have a party unless you're uh, one of those insane douchebags or just like COVID's a hoax. You know, <laughs> Let's like, have a super spreader event. Yeah. Or... Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so like you can't really have a party uh, even like for children. Um, and then, you know, so it's and like trick or treating seems like a terrible idea uh, because you know, like, like yeah. people are like all these strangers with their hands on candy that they're handing to your children. Are you insane? You know, uh, like it's not just about breathing droplets. It's about like physical hand contact and stuff, you know? So, and like COVID stays active on stuff that is touched for several, several hours. Um, so it seems insane to me to have your kid like, okay, during a time of plague, go door to door and get something that all of these different people have touched and eat it. Uh, but like people have these weird plans apparently of like having like a shoot what? of some kind, like I'm having sorry, like a, a shoot, a, sh- a shoot, like a, <clears throat> like a PVC pipe or something that they like will hold out and like toss the, the candy through the shoot so they don't have to touch each other's hand. But COVID stays on the wrapping anyway, you know? You didn't make the sound, Bundy. <laughs> Vawoosh. Whoosh. Good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Uh, so there's that idea. And then there's also like people are like, oh, they'll do bags of it. So I'm like, okay, so you're taking a candy bar that's wrapped and putting in a Ziploc bag, but you're touching both. So what's the fucking difference? It doesn't make any sense. You know? That, this is beyond me. The, this make, I, I thought you were making that up. Like, first I'm of all, when you, when you said shoot, I was like, like what? Like some kind of photo shoot that they're doing? And like, I, my mind was like, they're on Instagram. No. Like, look at us. We're having Halloween. But no, they, they're going to, to construct a shoot a la old school burger type place uh, and throw candy down this shoot to yeah. separate them. And yeah. But you touched the candy and you know you licked that shoot before you started doing it because <laughs> you're a sick freak. Because you know why? You built a fucking shoot to give children candy. So already something's yeah, fucking wrong. What's wrong yeah. with you that you're What's building wrong? a fucking you shoot? Built, you built a PVC pipe shoot. A PVC pipe shoot. To well, the other thing. Candy. Okay, I'm sorry. I just that. No, uh, no, no, no. It's it's crazy. The other option I've heard is uh, people just putting out like the bowl of candy and kids can just grab one. Which for like even in a time plate that does not work. Like kids will just load the fuck up uh, on candy. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's no honor system with children. Children are horrible. Uh, you've heard it right here. Heard it here uh, first. Social issues stuff. Children are awful. That's our that's our catchphrase. Um, I assure you that is our policy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for backing me up. Yeah. <laughs> As two men in their forties who have no children, we know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, like that's one of the other options. Uh, it's just like leaving a, a, a bowl of candy out and kids can pick their own. But that, too, is flawed because then you have a, a big bowl where everyone's digging their hands through the same bowl of stuff. So the whole thing is fucked. You know, it's like, what do you do? And it's like, you know, I love Halloween, as do you. I don't want to see kids Halloween ruined. That's terrible. Like this whole year has been awful for kids anyway. 
but what the fuck do you do? You know, I, we could, you know, we could construct a bunch of packages and mail them to kids randomly filled with candy. Well, a parents, secret Santa, their parents could buy a big ass bag of candy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, but, I, I don't. I don't know what you do. I, I wish I knew yeah. what the answer was. I, I know, know. Yeah, like I've been thinking about it myself, and it's like, what? What do you even do? Like, do you do your parents just get you a big bowl of candy, and then you just like, why don't you just walk around in the street in your costume, and like you can knock on doors, and people could look at you through the the, the window or through the door, and be like, hey, awesome costume, high five, you know, like something like that. It's not I the same, know. of course, but you know, That's at least. Yeah, that's kind of creepy though. I think like I think if you're a parent who is into Halloween as well, and your kids are, are disappointed, you might just have to tell them like, "Hey, we got to suck it up this year, but we're gonna have a big celebration with ourselves, and just let the cousin come spend a night that's yeah. already been kissing on you or whatever, and let them watch whoa. something right. scary. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, very COVID, interesting video situation. You know, get get <laughs> some food, cousins. candy. Put everybody in the family put on a costume and watch stuff and, or play party. It's whatever you got to do to make it fun. Because you, I really can't see a good way of getting candy from people. And I don't want you to come up to my house and make me look at you through my window. Oh, that's weird. Get away from me, kids. I already <laughs> don't want you up here. Well, no, I got, I... that's why I built this shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I I love seeing kids in their costumes. I used to hold have a big haunted house every year, and I mean, I went all out. I had a graveyard and all sorts of lights and a fog machine. I had a DVD projector, and I bought those DVDs, which has like that you like project into your window of like maniacs chasing people and stuff. Cool. I had mannequins. I have a life sized animatronic Jason Voorhees. I go all the fuck out. Uh, but I don't do that anymore because I have a compound. I live on three acres of land in the middle of the woods. No one comes here, you know, undisclosed uh, location, undisclosed location, but I live in, no in nowhere in new England and no one comes to my door. So I don't bother doing all of that, but I love seeing kids in costumes and I know other people do. Uh, so personally, I think that's not. Like no one else is talking about this. This is just my brilliant decision now that I've been drinking. Have the kids get plenty of candy from their parents. You walk like around the streets because, like, that's the big fun. That was always the big fun to me on Halloween. It's just like out at night in the streets and dressing up as this character and pretending I'm them and like showing off my costume, you know? So you could be walking in the streets, there's other kids, you can wave to them, show your costumes, and you could go door to door and be like, hey, check out my costume, and people could give you like the thumbs up and be like, all right, happy Halloween. You know, like that doesn't seem like the worst idea in the world to me. I, I don't know, man. You know, Chris let's, agree? Just, let's just go bowling. <laughs> Chris agree. Chris agree. I guess, I guess I'll Chris agree with you on it. Yeah. Do you have a better idea? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't have a better idea. And I don't know if even like. So you bring nothing to the table. I, I mean, well, I don't have to even worry about taking a kid out or disappoint. That was my my idea was to stay inside and have a celebration in some way, you know, or like and then also like surprise them with some fucking toy they wanted. That always worked for me. You know, bring out yeah. the buy them the big transformer That's that they true. need to complete the set. And you're like, oh, That's shit. Idea. That's you a good know? idea. You could go the, the, the great pumpkin route where like. You know, where like you know, the kids get a gift from the Great Pumpkin, a la Santa Claus. I love know? it. I love that. That's, that's no, no. That's a good idea. I like I that idea very much. You know, and you could have like, you could do kind of like an Easter thing where like you know they they get up on Halloween morning and there's like one of those pumpkin 
plastic trick-or-treat pumpkins just filled with candy like like an easter yeah. basket you know like that could work too um but no it's got to be difficult it's got to be difficult and i don't care that the parents are struggling fuck them but i do feel bad for the kids uh because even though i don't want kids i don't hate children and i and i love uh halloween and i want kids to have a great halloween particularly because like like people like will 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 like say stuff like like it drives me crazy when i see people being like oh the kids are driving me nuts and it's like yeah i get it of course your kids are driving you nuts they're home all the time they're not at school anymore and you've got to teach them that's really hard for people that are are working class parents like to have this extra workload of having to be a teacher too and of course your kids are driving you nuts but here's the thing kids were yanked out of school are forced to stay home and have cabin fever they're stuck with just their boring ass parents and they can't see their friends anymore they can't see their friends now most adults haven't handled this well how the fuck do you think a kid is going to handle it kids brains aren't even fully formed yet and like of course like you yanked them out of school they can't see their friends they can't go outside like of course of course they're fucking annoying you you're, you're like they're going insane this is like a terrible time to be a child uh so i, I agree out, shouts I agree. out children uh shouts out children um i don't blame yes, them all, if yes they, all children yes all women i don't i don't blame them if be, if they become like children of the corn and kill all the adults i think that's what's that's next for 2020 they thought it was going to be murder hornets it's going to be children of the corn in conjunction with the reverse vampires so <laughs> remember that of course no nah, man i I, re- I wish i had a, a solution like that's the only thing i can think you know and you know people are yeah. you know at this point people of course are you know mixing more than they ever you know were i think in the <clears throat> past of this and maybe you have some kids that you fucking already mingle with and you know you're just like oh well let's have a party there family you know cousins that's why i said have the cousins come over because it seems like everybody i know that has kids is like well you said cousins family. You said cousins that they that were like kissing. making out with, yeah. <laughs> so you have That's a different kissing relationship. On you. you have a different relationship with your cousins than, what? I, Why? than I did. What do you mean? Uh, well, you were clearly buggering them, so. Okay. I don't, uh, anyway, that's weird, but uh, I, yeah, well, that, that, that's it's probably a Texas thing, and that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tradition. Because you know, like we 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 have different we have different backgrounds. Like I live in New England, which yes, is beautiful we, right now, by yes, the way. We we yes we do. No no, it's beautiful right now. Like the foliage and it's nice and cold. It was like fifty degrees when I was taking Bear for a walk today before mm-hmm. we had started the show. So like New England is known for their like you know be, for for our beautiful uh fall and texas is known for chainsaw massacres like i mean (laughs) it's like we have different backgrounds is what i'm saying you're right i do have to say um when i was driving my mom up to pennsylvania and then driving back like there was the foliage Mm -hmm. uh thank you lisa (laughs) all this wonderful foliage. foliage yeah it was pretty awesome i was like jesus christ this looks like uh the paintings that are in a hotel room or something, yeah. but it's like real. I'm like, because we don't see, we don't have that here. We don't have fucking change, leech, no, leech changing. You have, you, have, you have dirt. In you here. have dirt, dude. You have dirt in Texas. Dirt and like bri- dry, dead shrubs. That's what you have in Texas. It's sad. You know, that is a, the fuck talk of an ignorant man. <laughs> it's also right. It's also true. That's what you have there. It's also true. Uh, no, it's beautiful here in Texas. 
No, uh, it isn't. I've been to Texas. It's not beautiful. You were but, from one. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to agree to Chris agree because you're going to bring out my Texas pride and I'm going to have to boot up your ass. All right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here comes the chainsaw massacre. He's going to get me. <clears throat> Um, I, I, I want to say, like, smash cut to Halloween morning, and you and I have both, you know, that we're like, oh, fuck all the kids. We've both, like, you know, Easter Halloween to each other's houses. Like, you know how you said, like, wake up and the pumpkin's full of candy and you yeah, hit yeah. fucking things around. We just do it to each other. And uh, that'd be beautiful. That would be awesome. And then we're just on planes crisscrossing the country, like, passing each other, like, hee hee, I can't wait till he sees it. <laughs> that is the kind of thing I would do. Uh, it's funny. I love surprising my friends. Um, You're good at it. Thank you. <clears throat> thank um, you. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like going back to what I was saying, like what, because um, I wanted to ask you, but I wanted to kind of clarify all that stuff first. So what, uh, so everyone I think like had a different, much different Halloween last year than what they're going to have this year. So how about you? Like what did you do last year and what do you expect to do this year? Um, well, I don't want to bury the lead, but it's not going to be anywhere in comparison to what you did last year. So that story is going to be good. But, um, but it was a good story. Actually, last year, this time I was in our Halloween weekend, Halloween week, I was in Tampa, Florida at Spooky Empire. I was tucked away in a, 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 a hotel motel that smelled like cigarettes all over the place and had no hotel. hot water. Hotel, motel. Yeah, it was a Holiday Inn. It was a motel, but it was a. Uh, it was the price was right, you know. And uh, then Carrie and Andy flew in from Ohio, and I picked them up at the airport, and they stayed with me, and we tabled together there. And I just remember it being like the first day of the convention was Halloween, was Thursday, like Thursday. And uh, I just remember like it took you know seconds to be like today is fucking Halloween, isn't it? What the fuck, man? I'm just standing behind a table selling my books i didn't, i forgot to dress up or anything like i saw my buddy jeremy um that's at another table like he was all you know skeleton face makeup and a suit and shit i was like that's cool it oh shit <laughs> like it's yeah. halloween yeah, yeah so uh i i don't know i missed out but uh oh, that sucks that sucks you didn't even have like like i'm the type that like normally this year was different but i'm the type that like starts planning their costume like months in advance like i'm really into it i love dressing up i love halloween and um so yeah that's god damn like like in normal times in normal times i probably wouldn't even do a con uh if it was on halloween because i would i'm just too absorbed in wanting to have an amazing halloween but i have had some ones that were kind of like lame and pathetic too despite how hard i tried uh like for example uh, when I lived in Boston, uh, I had a bigger group of friends when I lived in Boston uh, than I've ever had in my life. I kind of consider that my college years, even though I wasn't in college. I was like in my early 30s. Uh, mm -hmm. But I had such a huge, big group of friends. So um, were uh, the Saved by the Bell kids when in the college years, they were also in their 30s. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I had I like, you know, like one year I had this amazing party. It was jam-packed and i mean i decorated the whole thing i even decorate like my bathroom like my my sink and my mirror was like drenched in blood i had a thing on the toilet seat lid that was like a, a zombie swirling in the toilet uh and i filled my bathtub with water and like 
uh, like fake leaves, and I built a like using a mask and gloves. I built a creature from the Black Lagoon crawling out of the bathtub. Like people were oh, scared Jesus, to even just dude. be in the yeah yeah yeah. I go all out. How did you bathe during that time? Well, no, I just set it up for that day, like just just oh, for the Halloween party. Okay, I didn't have it all okay. month long. What you, I don't know, man. Idiot? You're a wild man, dude. I I don't know. You know, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. I set that up for the entire month of October, and I just sprayed myself down in the yard with a garden hose. Uh, you know, oh, just like full nude, just like, you know, Merry Christmas shitter was full style. You said you uh, live on a <laughs> compound. No one comes to your house. I'm sure you the, could no, do this that. this was in Boston. This isn't now. This oh, was, this was Boston. You don't ago. want to do that in Boston, dude. No, no, this was many years ago. Well, I was on the outskirts of Boston. I was actually in uh, a a small town. Well, then do it. Do it or don't do it. (laughs) But uh, I wasn't like in the city. But anyway, uh, I had a really, really uh, badass party. Like it was one of those parties where like people were showing up. I'm like, who the who are you? Like, I don't even know you, man. Like it was that kind of party. Uh, And uh, but anyway, like the year after that, I had a, a second one. Uh, and there, it, it's Massachusetts. It was Halloween, and there was a a blizzard. So, uh, <laughs> so that kind of put a damper on things, you know. Like I think maybe fifteen people showed up at the most, you mm. know, were able to make it. And so, and and which was sad because like I put a lot of effort into the decorations. I got this stuff that like decorated the walls. It was almost like a full wallpaper of all the walls in my living room that made it look like this torture chamber. Uh, and, uh, which was yeah. really cool. And like, there's these skeletons, like all bleeding, like painted on and stuff. And of course I did all the other decorations like I was talking about. Uh, and I had a really, and like my, uh, my wife at the time, we had a really cool costume. Wow. Yeah. Like my life, we had a really cool costume. Uh, she was uh undead Dolly. So she was Dolly Parton, but with like fangs, she was like a vampire Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. And I was Helvis, uh, where I was Elvis in I hell. That. I was Elvis in hell. So I had like a rhinestone jumpsuit that was red. And mm-hmm. I had a big pompadour with giant devil horns and like the Elvis classes. I was Elvis in hell. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Helvis. That, you know? that is cool. That is very uh, cool. But yeah, like, so it was, it wasn't the best Halloween uh, because barely anyone showed up and we put so much effort into the decorations indoors and outdoors. Um, but uh, anyway, my point is, is that I usually try to do something pretty fantastic for Halloween for um, your, at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Or where, or whatever I do, I try to make oh, sure gotcha. that it's fantastic. And Halloween is more than just a day to me. It's like in the, like the weeks leading up to it, I usually will go to like haunted trails and haunted hay rides and all that kind of stuff. I'm particularly a fan of the stuff that's outside. Um, you know, like it, like I've been to Universal Halloween Horror Nights before in the past. In fact, I went to it in the 90s before it was as big as it is now. And I even managed, this is true, I managed to win VIP passes where I didn't have to wait in line or anything uh, at Universal Halloween Horror Nights. And I won them by uh, by doing a Simpsons trivia contest. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, that's right up your alley, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, of course, I... I nailed all the questions and um, I won four VIP passes. So my friends and I got to go to Halloween Horror Nights, did not have to wait in line for anything. We got to stay during the time that the park was closed and have like a free uh, like lunch slash dinner with this Beetlejuice impersonator. It was crazy. It was a good time. Uh, that is awesome, dude. Um, yeah. 
I was going to say that I, I had a kind of a similar experience that you reminded me of. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um, I, I don't even know if they still have it, but uh, Phil Anselmo's uh, haunted house that he had in New Orleans that was like Scream or something like it was the most scariest. Hell of, like, uh, it was this huge haunted house attraction. Phil Anselmo, if you don't know, was, was the singer in Pantera. And uh, he's just like uh, down. He's in the band down and all, like all he's anyway, he's all into horror. So he had this this fucking haunted house that was every year and it's really extreme and crazy. And uh, my friend Markeisha and Danny and I went one year, like mm. several years ago, uh, just the three of us, because like my wife at the time, she's not into doing that. So we, we go we drive to New Orleans, which that's a six hour drive for us here. And we had a hotel room and we went uh, to the fucking we took a taxi to the fucking house the haunted house and we also had vip passes that like they bought them and they're like hey we have an extra one so that's that's how i got to go along so they do like this whole jim rose circus type thing beforehand and then they do this whole kind of theater to present this you know thing and they go all out and it's badass meanwhile uncle johnny's sitting on three grams of mushrooms that he ate about 30 (laughs) minutes before he left to get in the cab so i am popping off dude when these guys are like i'm acting i'm like so excited i'm like oh man i cannot wait to get in there and so we didn't have to wait we were like at the first people they let in and we start going through dude it was amazing everything was so cool each room like was a different theme and like the people would come up to you and get like right you know almost touch you and shit and we could keep going so we just as soon as we were done with it we just walked through again because we didn't have to wait in line so we did it about four times uh, the whole time tripping and stopped in different rooms and looked at stuff. And I got in people's faces. I was like, well, hold on, let me just look at you for a second. Yeah. Like, what is up with this guy? But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Tripping? <laughs> that was very, very fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I forgot all about that, but I used to go to some haunted houses around here, but I, I don't know. I think probably when I started working at Starbucks and shit, like I had to get up so early, it was just yeah. like, fuck, I can't go out there and do this. But yeah. there's, um, there's a place I used to go to called Witch's Woods in Massachusetts that did an amazing haunted hayride. Uh, those are my favorites. Like the whole like standing in line to walk through a haunted house is not as fun to me as actually being outside on Halloween night. Because uh, even if you're standing in line, you're outside and it's like, you know, you get the moonlight and the trees and it's cold. And it's like that. That's all part of Halloween rather than just like waiting to get into a building. Um, but there's one in, in not too far from me called Legends of Fear, which is really good. Uh, where you go and they have a haunted hayride as well and takes you all through the woods and it's really cool. But they, what's even better is they have a, a haunted trail. So you actually walk through the woods. That's cool. The, yeah, it's so cool. It's so much creepier. You're walking through the woods uh, and people are jumping out and scaring you. And But like as you walk through, there's all these small buildings that you have to go through. So there's mm-hmm. like a haunted church filled with evil nuns. And then you like go to another building and it's like, you know, crazy redneck, you know, um, leather face type killers and stuff. And you go to like their haunted farm and on and on. <laughs> it's it's so fucking cool, dude. It's like that's that's what I love. I love like being outside and like in the light of the moon and, and like the crisp air and like the leaves crackling underneath your feet. Like that's Halloween. That's Halloween. Yeah, I do. Like for, for years, it's usually uh, pretty, pretty much the same that um, <clears throat> Halloween will be the first cold snap mm-hmm. in Houston. It just seems to always kind of fall on that weekend for some reason. So what's a cold then, snap in Houston? Like 78? Fuck. I wish, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> no, it'll get down like what it would be in the 50s, probably. Not cold to you guys, but, you know, yeah. maybe maybe in the 40s. Who knows? Like, we'll get it'll get kind of cold. And we'll we'll all be like, ooh, let's put on our jackets and go outside and sit, <laughs> sit by the fire at the bar. Look at me. Right, right. Yeah, so we'll all, we'll do all that shit and lose our fucking minds uh, for a couple weeks, and then it'll get hot again. No one will care. But yeah, it, it's it, the the cold. I was gonna say when you were talking about that, like that's I do always associate that with Halloween. And I used to have like a party to go to every every year. Um, yeah. I went to my friend Markeisha's party every year, and it, it was a you know famously this amazing party um, every year. I had that to look forward to. That's when I planned my costume and shit because I, mm-hmm. you know, knew I had somewhere to go, and it it was you know inside and outside, and you'd stand outside and just be drinking so much that you didn't care it was cold anymore, and not even wearing a jacket because yeah. you don't want to fuck your costume up and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but parties are the way to go, dude. Play, like I've my, uh, played music at a bunch of parties, uh, Halloween parties. Because that's the best way to do it. Because I don't want to play at a venue on Halloween. No one fucking comes to a bar on Halloween. Everyone's at a party sure. and shit. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. stupid. Um, but uh, funny story. One year, uh, we were we went to the, our friend's party, and uh, it was my band, Letters to Voltron. It's three of us: me, Marty, and Robbie. And we decided to go as Trailer Park Boys. And Robbie was adamant about us going as trailer park boys he loved them still loves them seen them lot he was like we got to be trailer park boys we got to be got we got him like, okay dude we will so he was bubbles i was uh you know randy and uh you know sauce was uh julian and <clears throat> we were all showing up we're supposed to be at this party as the trailer park boys you know and we get there and and we can't get a hold of robert and shit and like he just kind of like backs out at the last minute like oh <laughs> i can't come want some of that shit so we gave him eight you know million fucking rashes of hell yeah because sure. we looked fucking good dude i did talk about pompadour i had this wig that i styled all up that looked like that yeah. and uh you know i had a fucking shirt and the, the sweatpants like he wears the track pants and a stippled beard but i was all skinny you know because he's all fat yeah. but we looked we looked fucking good sauce had a a, a cut the glass the Ju- julian glass yeah, and yeah, carried, carried around everywhere yeah. and uh, it was awesome but but what even made it better was the next weekend we were we were playing at a, another halloween party so robert was like oh man we'll just uh we'll just dress up at that one and we're like okay so sauce and i showed up to the the gig dress normal and he comes like walking in all like in this <laughs> costume he's like what the fuck and we're like i was like well i don't know we forgot <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great that's a good prank uh yeah he's got that coming too because it was his yeah. idea exactly so. exactly yeah. oh yeah, man it was awesome. oh well yeah all right so last year uh you mm. talked about how you were at um spooky empire yeah. Or or something. Spooky um, Empire in your yeah. favorite state of Florida. I was just about to say that's in Florida. Yep, that's why I never go to Spooky Empire, because um, I will not go to Florida for any reason. Uh, so um, shouts out to all our Florida listeners out there. We love you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, you'll have to go somewhere else to see me. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, last year. I had a really good Halloween. Uh, I went to New York City uh, because I got a very uh, exclusive invite to the Playboy Club Ooh, for, their, for their exclusive Halloween party. I got a VIP pass, so I drank for free, uh, and I had access to areas of the club 
that the general public is not uh, allowed to go to. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Yeah. So explain uh, what the Playboy Club is exactly in it's uh, New York well, City. The, well, here's the thing. Um, what is the thing? Uh, you know, like people say, like, you know, like, oh, we closed the place down. I really did. It's uh, it's closed. Put <laughs> on. <laughs> like it's really kind of funny. Uh, no, like they 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 the place is changing. It's turning into like a steakhouse. Uh, from what I've heard. Uh, because like yeah, it was it was like a, you know the, a club like that was in the spirit of the original Playboy Mansion or whatever. Uh, but it was kind of like bringing back the old school like Playboy feel where like the waitresses and bartenders and whatever were like all these honeys uh bunnies uh with the with the bunny ears and everything of you know these sexy young women and uh did, and they like, change, I, did they change the name to steak and hooters after that i don't know i don't know what they are 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 now or are becoming i'm not sure uh but yeah it, was, it wasn't too long after i went that they uh did the change uh but uh but yeah like it's just um i guess it just didn't work in a modern world i guess they just didn't make enough money off of memberships because that was a thing like you had to get a membership and then you could go uh on a regular basis and like you know i guess it just like in our current culture uh the way the world has changed it wasn't as popular uh to go to a place on your business meetings with a bunch of half-naked women serving you yeah. uh i don't see the problem the in that I don't see the problem in it personally, if that's what you want to do, but uh, it, but, it, it didn't, it didn't take off apparently. So, so this is, a, but, but when it was going this, so this, that it's that exclusive, like you have to have a membership just to go as one of those yeah. places where they're like, sir, you must wear a jacket with a crest. Like, yeah. It was this type of thing where you would have a membership to go. Uh, but I uh, got invited to this thing uh, mm -hmm. and, and went, uh, and uh you know went with a a a wonderful lady friend of mine and uh we went looking for uh another lady to have a threesome with and have a really good halloween wow really? <laughs> really uh did you go to a so... key party <laughs> <laughs> no not a key party which we talked about last episode i know I uh, it's called a callback but yeah uh so here it is halloween night and I'm dressed as, uh, and I went all out with the costume, Macho Man Randy Savage. I remember this. Yes. And uh, so I've got, like, the wig. I grew out a beard. I'm wearing the bandana, the glasses, the, the fucking um, zebra striped pants and everything. Mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of um, Slim Jims that I was carrying around. And I was like, oh, yeah, brother. How'd you like to snap into a Slim Jim? You know, I was, like, doing the whole thing. On brand, of course on brand but but like just walking down the street uh be, you know because like we had some time before we went to um uh you know the, the the club uh and just like walking around in new york city and like i i didn't even realize dude like new york city is very thriving on halloween with even just kids trick-or-treating going from like business to business which is really cool like mm -hmm. like halloween in new york city is a blast like even if you're just walking down the street there are people everywhere dressed up and just running around it's a really a fun time and all the businesses get into it and decorate their places it's really fun um but anyway i'm walking down the street and people are just like macho man macho man holy shit you know yeah. like everyone's like that's fucking awesome 
And uh, even when we get to the club, uh, like the, the the bouncers at the door were like, fuck yeah, macho man, that fucking rules, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we get inside and everything. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, it was just like, it was just like a, a, a crazy atmosphere because there's, not only are there the bunnies, but like almost every woman there is wearing next to nothing. Like all of these chicks showed up wearing basically lingerie style costumes. The work, the people who work there or the people attending the party. No, that's what I'm saying. Not just the women who worked there, not just the bunnies. Mm. Women just showed up being like, I'm at the Playboy Cub. I'm dressing like a whore. And was, they was all... that anticipated or expected? I mean, I encouraged like, even, I, I mean, I expected that or not. I kind of did, I guess. Uh, but uh, but no, it was, it was a pretty cool pretty cool party and um i had a a a lot of fun uh there and uh and uh you know like you know met some cool people did some crazy dancing and got shit faced because i had the open bar Um, oh yeah because i had you cannot beat the open bar i had the pass to the open bar not everybody you know uh and uh and yeah so we uh yeah we had a we had a, a a fantastic night and the night was more fantastic going on, but I'm a gentleman and I'm not going to uh, get into all of that. Um. <laughs> Man, dude, what a sloppy fucking edging jerk off. You take us right to the brink and then, oh, no more. Save hey, for later. Not gonna so kiss, I, no, not save for later. I don't kiss and tell. It okay, was a great fine. night. It was a great night. But uh, no, it was so much fun. But you know what? Here's a here's a crazy thing. If I may go off on a tangent. Uh Here's a crazy little side story to that. I arrive in uh, Grand Central Station that that morning. Oh, shit, yeah. What? Everything all right? I was just saying, oh shit, because I remember. You remember what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was crazy. Like this is a this is gonna be a Halloween memory that stays with me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at Grand Central Station and everything, and I am just walking along, and there's this guy who's walking. You know, in my direction, walking towards me, but not towards me specifically, just walking. And uh, he's a young black man with, uh, you know, long hair. And uh, and as he's walking uh, on, he just goes, ah, like just screams and just boom, falls face first into the fucking floor, like the tile floor at Grand Central Station. Damn. And there's just like, like blood explodes out of his face. And he's just like shaking uncontrollably. And this is New York City. So people are just like walking right on, dude, like paying him no attention whatsoever. Come blood. But I being, you know, not from New York City, I I run to the guy and I'm like, oh my God. You know, like he fell face first into the ground and he's shaking. And I'm like, you know, I go to him and I'm like, dude, dude, are you okay? And he's like, his eyes are just like like Melky, like he's staring off into oblivion. He has no idea that I'm there and he's convulsing. And I'm like, he's having a fucking seizure, you know? Mm. Uh, so I, I whip out my phone. I call nine one one, you know, and people are just still walking by dude, just like looking like, Oh, that sucks. And they just keep going. And I'm just like, help, you know, I'm like, help. Did anybody like flip a quarter at you? Like as they walk by, <laughs> yeah, right, like, here you go, dude. Ding. Dude, thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so like, 
I call 911 and I'm trying to describe where I am. I'm in Grand Central Station. I'm not from New York City. I don't know. And and I'm like, okay, I'm near the Cinnabon or whatever the fuck I was close to. You know, and I'm like, okay, there's a sign that says, you know, 42nd Street or wherever the fuck I was. And uh and, and you know, so I'm waiting for them to show up. And here I am with this guy, and uh the, the woman on the phone is just like, okay, when he comes out of this, he's gonna be really confused. And I'm like, okay, I'll do my best to like explain to him what's going on hopefully he doesn't like totally freak out um and luckily this guy comes over and he's wearing like nurses scrubs and like he's like from you know a nearby hospital or wherever he works there and he's like yeah he's totally having a seizure and um and you know so like we're there with him and kind of like trying to keep him calm and he's still like dude he's having the seizure and blood is coming out of his mouth and it's like teeth are coming out of his mouth because oh, when shit because when he fell he hit he hit face first and knocked his own teeth out well. you know yeah and and we're like like do we, i was like do we put a lot in his mouth to make sure he doesn't swallow his tongue like what do we do and he's like no 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 uh and so then like a couple of cops come over you know like the the medics aren't there yet but the cops come over and here's the part that's that's really fucked like the cops are there and this guy starts to come too and he's and he's like looking around. Of course, he's totally confused. He's just had a seizure, and from and apparently he had never had one before by the the way he acted. He wasn't like, oh, okay. He was just like, what? No, no, no. And he's freaked out because he's a young black man, and here's all these white cops all, all around him, you know, mm-hmm. and and like they're like you know like trying to keep him in place. They don't want him to move too much because he's just had a seizure and he's knocked his fucking teeth out of his face. And they're like, the medics are coming. It's okay. It's okay. Just calm down. And he's like, no, let go of me. What are you doing? Let go of me. And he's all freaked out, you know, and it's like, obviously, like, mm-hmm. you would be too. And here's me being like, dude, it's okay. You're not in trouble. Nothing like you had a seizure. They're not arresting you. Like, I'm trying to like break through and tell them the cops are kind of like, you know, kind of like pushing me out of the way, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, Dude, let me tell him because like I'm the only one here who's not dressed as a fucking cop, you know? And and like, but eventually they're like like one of the cops like picked up his teeth and showed it to him. Like they're like, This is your teeth. You had a seizure, you fell, and these are your teeth. And he goes, He didn't want to wait for the medics to show up. Damn, he was like, yeah. No, let me he was like, Let me go, let me go. And like they ended up having to like put his arm behind his back and stuff because he was uh. like getting rowdy and freaking out. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a whole scene, dude. It was a whole messed up Jesus. scene. Jesus, well, welcome to New York, dude. Yeah, welcome to New York. You know, as Taylor Swift says. Um, but uh, but yeah, he uh, he finally kind of like accepted what had happened. Like as the medics were showing up, you know, like and the cop showed him his teeth. He's like, "This is your teeth. You you had a seizure. You fell. You knocked your own teeth out. Please wait until the medics show up." And the medics showed up, and 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 that was that. Uh, wow. So that was that was Halloween 2019 for wow. me. That and the Playboy Club. <laughs> so so uh, what do you? So what do you? Well, so what do you have in store for this year of 2020? Thumb up my ass as I watch um, John Carpenter's Halloween <laughs> and, and subsequent sequels. <laughs> nice, dude. That's a good plan. Solid no, plan. It, it, dude, it really is. It really is. It's like. What else can you do uh, except for a like horror movie marathon? Uh, if you want to be responsible, you can't go to a party. You can't 
go to New York City and go to uh, uh, a club that is now a steakhouse. <laughs> you <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. But you know, my my dear friend uh, Tangie, she may come up, and we may just do a you know Halloween just at my house and watch horror movies. Uh, and we're the type that, like, even if it's just her and I, like, we'll, we'll dress up anyway, just to surprise yeah. each other and just have fun. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be a limp-dicked Halloween um, where we do a horror movie marathon, maybe carve some pumpkins, um, and uh, let the existential sadness of 2020 sink even deeper. How about you? What are you doing? Well, um, me uh, on the... Uh opposite end of the spectrum being uh, i guess very irresponsible will be in indianapolis at a convention trying to sell my books and i'll bring the roy mask to wear over my other roy masks that i wear over my face <laughs> well good so it's another grape grape adventure i'm really surprised that, that like they're doing conventions um with all this i really yeah i still think it's like day by day dude i expect fully expect it is to like, be like wait no you know it who is. knows it is i know it is and then like so many of them have been canceled like this coming weekend i was supposed to be at the merrimack uh halloween festival in massachusetts uh mm -hmm. and of course it was canceled months ago uh so i won't be there uh which which sucks um yeah every single convention i was supposed to be a part of this year was canceled Damn. You know, I was supposed to be a celebrity guest at Scares That Care. I was all stoked and like all, it all got canceled. Um, I'm just hoping that my uh, trip in March manages to happen some way. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Well, I hope I hope the convention is good and I hope everyone stays safe. And uh, and I know you're going to Vegas soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. as of the, as of this recording, I'll be leaving in two days to go to Las Vegas. But yeah. if you're listening to this and I have not perished, it'll be in the past, <laughs> and I'll I'll be in <laughs> real time in Indianapolis. If he hasn't died, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Uh, we'll yeah. see. yeah. So yeah, COVID has just affected everything. It's uh, it's really uh. It really sucks. It really sucks. You know, because Halloween is like super bitching this year, dude. It's a double whammy. For one thing, it's on a Saturday. For another thing, it's a full moon, baby. Damn, baby. So it's like a double whammy of awesome that is turned into a double whammy of suckitude. So, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We got to play it safe. Uh, and so I hope people won't party. I hope people will keep their kids uh, from grabbing handfuls of, of candy from diseased shit bags. Uh, and if I if I fucking see a shoot coming out of your house, I'm going to come slap slap the shit out of you. Seriously, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. Well, I figured the shoot and shoot it up your ass. OK, I'm going to come break your pumpkin and rip your shoot. Because oh, this shit ain't happening, all right? This is well, that's ridiculous. what I thought. You, that's what I thought you were going to do at the convention. Is like people want a book, and you're just going like, to send it down a shoot and just go vote. <laughs> that's what I would do if yeah. I was that one. Yeah. You well, what really gets me at these conventions is like a lot of celebrities. You know what gets me at the conventions that they're doing is like a lot of these celebrities are there. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so you you go up to these you know horror movie stars and you pay your your 
20 bucks or more or whatever it is now uh, to get your picture with Danielle Harris or Tony Todd or whoever. Mm-hmm. But you got to take a picture wearing masks. It's like, what the fuck is even the point of getting the picture? You're both wearing face masks where you can't tell who each other is. I, it's just, it makes no sense to me. It's like, why are they even doing this? It, it makes no sense. And it also like varies because I, I saw pictures from a convention that was going on where the celebrities, it went from like some people were taking pictures you know, standing like in front of them and they were behind their table still. And so it's just like, yeah. you're fucking, they're just that's, like pretty much in the background. That's crazy. And that was crazy. And then there was some, and then it went all the way to like, uh, some celebrities that had their masks down around their necks, hugging, uh, the person with their mask yeah. down around their yeah. neck, put them in a headlock and stuff like that. You know, I, I saw that too, which is so, even crazier. That's just yeah, stupid and reckless. Yeah. yeah like to, it's just stupid and reckless. It's like, oh, well, we're wearing a mask, but all these people that come up to me, I'm going to take down my mask and take a picture with them. You know, it's like, are you an idiot? Do you realize, like, like for, for the main thing is your own health because you're, you're you're like hundreds of people that you're taking pictures with and taking down your mask. But then, like, if you do catch something from one of them, you're passing it on to every single person who comes after you. You know, it's just fucking... Uh, it's so frustrating, so stupid. It's like people, we can't, like, of course everyone's gone with their life, but you can't act like this isn't happening and you can't treat it like it's nothing. And and this is why our country has the biggest problem with it of all the world. We're the Florida of the world right now. We're the fucking laughing stock of the world between well, COVID reaction and our our insane president and 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 like the just the the borderline civil war that we're having it's crazy it is crazy just i don't don't want us to get too too far into anything like that we don't i'm not trying to get political we don't we don't talk about those things here i'm not escape this is the happiest time of all so fuck that i'm gonna tell you about a very happy uh funny incident please do please do i I apologize i apologize it's a Uh, weird time dude we're all affected and, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like this lost, year. Yeah. This year is just breaking us all down, and we're all just stressed. So uh, I don't mean to get political, but if you disagree with anything I said, if you don't, Chris, agree, you're wrong anyway. So uh, anyway, go ahead and tell us your um, your story, please. Okay. <laughs> so um, so when I uh, like, I guess this was when like eight eight or so years ago when I got divorced. I moved into this house that I'm in now, Wayne Manor, where I reside. And uh, I was renting this place first, and I moved in uh, with a roommate, you know, a buddy of mine, a longtime friend of mine, you know, um, moved in with me as a roommate to share because he was, you know, looking to move, all that kind of stuff. It worked out. And so we're here, and uh, the first Halloween comes up. We moved in on February, so then we go, we get all the way to October again, and... Uh, he's like, Hey man, I, I want to, do you care if I go all out decorations? Like, do you, do you care? And I was like, I don't give a shit. I think that's awesome. And, uh, I was like, cool. So he, he was putting a bunch of shit together in the house and putting the dripping walls and all this stuff. Cause I was like, good dude. And uh, that looks good. I don't have to do anything. Excellent. And then at the time, uh, I had this van, right? I called the wizard van. And if you, uh, for anybody out there, if you've listened to my other podcast, John Wayne lied to you, I've told a couple stories about, uh, life with the, with the wizard van. So you can check those out. But, uh, this van was a, a 1992 Dodge Ram 
uh, like work van that had the extended back. So it's extra long work like van and no windows. Right. <laughs> and it's, 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 and nice. you wrote free candy on the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's got, uh, it's a, a matte finish blue, like just plain fucking like blue. And, uh, it was awesome. Dude. We love that thing. It was gutted inside. It had like a cage cause like a plumber owned it before. So we had, to, we could shut the cage. We, I went to a salvage yard and found just like a, a bench seat from some van. My neighbor and I drilled it into the fucking floor. Uh, we, we took it places, but that, that van, it was, it, it was living on hope and prayer, like always at yeah. all, any time yeah. could really. And we took some fucking chances with that thing. We drove it to San Antonio. We drove it to Austin. I mean, it was, uh, the, if you were ever experienced the wizard van, you'd know what I mean. Like it, we really, uh, made it by the skin of our teeth. But anyway, the wizard van aside, it, it was my, we had, I had the wizard van at the time and, and my roommate who was putting this thing together, he's like, Hey man, I want to do a scene in the yard. Can I, I want to use the wizard van. I, I want to make this thing. And I was like, um, sure. Do I have to do anything? And he's like, no, I was like, no, go ahead. I don't, as long as I don't have to do anything. He's like, all right, cool. So he moves the the van into the yard, like at an angle in the front yard. And he digs this like pretty deep hole and like opens the side doors because uh, it, you know, opened and and had this like scene basically like someone was killed in the van and getting thrown in the 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 fucking ground. And, and then he put like police tape all around and he, you know, had all the shit uh, and it looked really cool. And the first night that he had it all together, he had like whatever he had but he, he put the hazards on on the van i just left him on all night and that battery just fucking died of course dude it's gone like and uh of course so we found that and he was like i oh, will just have to jump it whenever it's time to move it you know i'll take care of it whatever and i was like okay um so anyway that is you know october we get all the way to november and uh, like the third week in November, I go to Bizarro Con. It's my first Bizarro Con back then. And the van is still in our front fucking yard. Like the hole is filled. The, all, everything's gone. But this fucking van that looks just fucking sketchy as hell is fucking side angled in my front fucking yard. <laughs> And I live in a, you know, this is a decent neighborhood, but there's a lot of white people. They don't understand that. Yeah. And you know, they're not having it. And um, and so I I go to Portland for like a week, that that whole week or whatever. And before uh, before I went, you know, uh, my our neighbor who is this elderly woman who is, you know, she's nice, but goddamn, she's old as shit. Every time I see a cop or you know an ambulance or some shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, we we lost her. But no, it's like I don't know. They're delivering fucking stem cells to her or something probably because she just won't die. But Katie told me that she had come over when Katie was sitting outside, you know, and and said uh said to Katie like, oh, how you doing? It's good, good to see you. Um, I think I think it's time with the van. And she's like, what? She's like, I think it's time. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I'll tell them. So my roommate was trying to like change the battery. Uh, he, you know, at one point he, he, we got into a fight because he pulled the battery out and he got like acid on his jacket that he was wearing. Like he's wearing his nice jacket. 
Um, and he said like it was ruined. He was trying to clean well, it, and I was like, "Dude, I'll fault. buy you a new jacket." And he's like, "No, fuck that." That is a big point. No, you don't owe him a fucking so, jacket. He so, wanted to do this with your van, and he pulled out the fucking battery with his stupid dude, fancy jacket on. I, I know, dude. I know. And uh, so oh, fuck he, So he's working on this the whole time. I we leave. Like I leave to go to Portland with him. Like like he's angry with me about it. For sure. He's like just upset about the situation. We didn't leave on a good term. And I like even had uh, in the, at the airport, I texted my friend who lived on the other side of the neighborhood, who's who's a, a handy, you know, mechanic, uh, and a truck driver. I was like, dude, can you swing by my house? And, you know, this weekend I'm out of town. See if you can help fucking get this van out of my fucking yard. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. But they couldn't get it to turn over. Apparently, they just even with a new battery, like it was just fucking. Oh, okay. I was going to say, why didn't you just get a new battery? Like, what was the. What was the yeah. problem? I mean, was the starter bad now or? I don't know, because uh, I'll tell you. Um, so I guess they ch- changed the battery a couple of times and tried to run it on a charger. That a bunch of shit just would not. The engine would not turn over. Even so, with a new battery or was even just with the, no, even with a new battery. They they tried. Man, yeah. Crazy. So I'm in Portland and uh, I get home on like a Sunday night, I guess it is from there. And. He's not home, and you know, Katie meets me at the airport, picks me up, takes me there, and you know, it's like, yeah, we really got to get this van out of the yard. Like they, they try, they tried where you were gone, and just not whatever. And I was like, all right, let me see. And I, I, I think, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I have unlimited, or I have like a for, like towing package on my insurance. I wonder if I can use that for this. So I yeah. called him up, and I was like, hey, uh, I need a tow, but it's just from my yard to my driveway is that <laughs> is that okay and the lady's like okay explain to me what it is i said well i have a van and it's it's in my yard and i can't get it to start and i need it to be moved into my just into my driveway and she's like so just like right there and i was like yeah can i do that and she's like sure we'll send a guy so so they send a guy out well, and- why why didn't you just bring it to a garage to get it fixed Hold on, dude. Hold all right, on. All right. All right. All like, right. Like, I can't. It's the. It's also it's like it's probably like 1030 at night or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't have money just to be like at that point. I just want to put it in the the driveway because I can always get it towed for free again later since sure. I have that thing. So okay. I just wanted I wanted to, you know, get out of the the neighbor's bad graces, I guess, you know. So the guy comes, he pulls it out and then I, you know, we we drop it off the truck and I'm in there with, you know, making sure to stop it before it hits the fucking house. And I put it in the driveway and boom, it's fine. Parked. Um, then I tell him, I text him. I was like, Hey dude, good news. I got the van problem solved. This is, I told him what I did. And, uh, and then he, he came home from wherever he was. He was fucking pissed. And I, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong? And he was like, he's like, dude, I spent X amount of money on batteries. I, I ruined a jacket. I did this. I did that. And all you had to do was make a phone call to make this go away. And I was like, D- you told me you had it covered. And he was like, dude, that's not the point. You could have just jumped in at any point and said, I said, dude, I didn't even think about it until I, you know, I was here, honestly. But you told me you had it covered, right? Yeah. I mean, what, where am I? How am I in the wrong? It was a, it was a big fight. But anyway, um, the van is in the driveway for a couple of days and I come home from work uh, later that week, big orange sticker slapped on the back of the fucking, you know, uh, on the window. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then it says like, you know, you're not allowed to store, uh, you know, fucking trash vehicles or, or <laughs> Go 
garbage <laughs> on, on your on your on your property, uh, city of Houston. Like if this if oh, this um, you know if this is if this even though it's in the driveway. Yeah. So if this vehicle is in working order, contact uh, this number and we'll send a representative out, and you you can you have to basically start it in front of them and show it at work, show them it works. Right, prove it. Uh, if not, you have uh, X amount of days to get rid of the car or whatever. You'll be to- uh, ticketed again. And I was like. Fuck, man. So I know the as soon as I moved it, the old lady just probably called it in because she's like, well, I thought they'd get rid of it. But now it's like gonna, it doesn't run. Obviously, she watched them tow it into the fucking driveway. So I know that's yeah, what happened. She's got nothing be- better to do than yeah. fucking rat on people about a van. Even though it's moved into the driveway, it doesn't cause any problems. It's not as, as bad of an eyesore. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. You know what? Great, I'm going to but... call it right now. Karen. Yeah. The original to OG, dude. She's old as fuck, like I said. Yeah, yeah. So that was it, dude. I, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna guess she was white. Oh, of course, of course she was. White. Yeah. So, so, dude, all I did, I was like, man, fuck it. White women, I, dude. I, I, looked, <laughs> I looked up like, um, you know, fucking those come get my car places, yeah. and uh, I, a place just came and got it for it gave me three hundred bucks and took it away. Yeah. Uh, I had it for like almost three years i spent 1200 bucks on it and we were beat the shit out of it so yeah yeah uh, it had we had some good memories in that van but that was the end of it it was the end uh, the end of the wizard van had to yeah. do it. yeah rest in power wizard van rest in power. See, we'll see you in valhalla <laughs> well with that uh with that i think uh this wraps up our halloween extravaganza i think i think i think so and uh, I I couldn't think of anybody else I would rather spend Halloween with than you, my, my good friend Christopher Triana, one of my best buddies of all time. No. And uh oh shit, this could be breaking news. Hold on. Uh, oh 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 oh. Uh. I, what the fuck is this? I don't I don't know. Oh shit. This is amazing. Okay. Uh, oh, oh. But it's a two Fast inside of news. a joke for me to fucking say. But Nick P and I are working on something, and uh, we'll reveal it later. But what he just gave me a peek at it. It's going to be very funny to us. Oh, thank, thanks, Cocktease. Um, oh, yeah, you're the Cocktease, Cocktease. <laughs> you're the puppet. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I hope everyone who's listening... If you've made it this far, because our episodes go way too long, uh, if you've made it this far, we love you, we thank you, and we and I really I, th- I speak for both of us. I think we hope that you have a fantastic Halloween, despite all the struggles of this year. Please remember, Halloween is a wonderful time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So even if you're just at home with your loved ones, or even at home by yourself, as my sad sack ass may very well be. You know, you can watch horror movies, you could be in the spirit of Halloween, you could still decorate even if you're just by yourself, you can still carve a pumpkin, you can eat the shit out of some Tootsie Rolls. Oh, Do wow. it. Do it. And, and and remember, because Halloween it, it it's not it's not in the candy or the decorations or the pumpkins that you smash or the no. costumes that you wear. Halloween is in your heart. It and is. As long as you have it there, that's all we need. You know, like, like it's like Christmas isn't about the decorations. It's about the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And Halloween, Halloween isn't isn't about 
candy and costumes. It's about worshiping Satan. Uh, and I, and hail our Satan. dark Lord, um, Satan, who I don't believe in and yet love him more than I love Jesus, who I also don't believe in. Because Satan is cool. Satan has heavy metal. Uh, Jesus has sandals and crackers. It's so, okay, Pete. Yeah. People love Harry Potter like that, and he's a fa- he's a fake character. You know, he's fantasy too. That's so true. it's cool. I think you can love the and, devil. And I love you. Him. Know what? His creator, much like God, racist. Uh, tra- trans- <laughs> I mean, no transphobic. Transphobic. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, so shit. The creator of of uh, Jesus and the creator of uh, Harry Potter are both uh, awful. You figure uh, it out. You figure anyway. it out. It's not our job. It's not our job to figure it out. It's our job to wish you a happy. Happy, safe Halloween. Uh, and Samhain. And Samhain, if you're a druid. Um, Pronounced correctly. Shouts out, druids. Shouts out. <laughs> Fucking druids. <laughs> and Wiccans. They listen, dude. They listen. And Wiccans, yeah. all like all 3% of you pronounce Samhain correctly, uh, from my personal experience. Um, <laughs> shouts out to you all. Um, that's it, man. Happy Halloween. I love you. Check everything out at Chris and John Wayne.com, K R I S, uh, John Wayne is dead.com, at Coyote Chris with K's at John Wayne is dead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna see if I can live through this and, uh, you as well. And yeah, best of luck at your, um, at your spreading event. Uh, I'll be at home safely Dude, respecting the rules. And, it's a uh, super spreader event. Okay. <laughs> okay. Super spreader event. Uh, have have a good time at that. Thank uh, you. Hope you don't die. Uh, and I'll be at home staying safe and keeping others safe because I, uh, I'm i an adult who believes in science. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> nah, Happy man. Halloween, Richie Happy- Rich. Happy Halloween, everybody, and you, werewolf boy, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody.